0: Hi, I'm Notre Dame safety Kyle Hamilton and you're listening to Single High, a Notre Dame football podcast from uhnd.com, the official home of the Kyle Hamilton fan club.
1: It's field down on the five yard line. The kick will come down and Rugged will take it. Takes it at the 12, 15, 20, 25. He's at the 30. Captain burners around. He-
0: Frank Vitovich, and Greg Flamont. Welcome back to another edition of Single High, Notre Dame football podcast from uhnd.com. Coming to you a couple of days after Notre Dame avoided disaster, held on to uh, held on to victory uh, over over the uh, the Naval Academy in Baltimore, uh, Maryland, on uh, on Saturday. I am one of your hosts, Frank Vitovich, coming to you, uh, as always, with my partner in crime, President of the Kyle Hamilton Fan Club and video analyst at Irish Sports Daily, Mr. Greg Flamahong. Greg, how are we doing now that we've had some time to process the near collapse uh, against uh, <laughs> against Navy on Saturday afternoon?
1: Uh, I feel fine. I feel yeah? fine. I That's mean, I, I think in the moment, it's like you feel like you feel like they've ruined your good time. Yeah, I think that's I the best way that I could put it. It's like they ruined they You felt like the team ruined your good time. You know, you were vibing. They, yeah. You know, 35, 13. It's like, oh, right. Like we're in for a good one. You know, we're yeah. we're going to be, a, you know, we're going to get some backups in there. It's going to be a good time. You know, it's going
0: to be. So, uh, it's, it's, no it's good like, times. And
1: then it's like, okay, I don't like how this game started. Yeah, uh, I really don't like how this is going. I really don't like how this is going. And then all of a sudden it's uh, it's it's like, OK, um, are we ever going to actually score? And no. then it's like, OK, uh, I really would like them not to score so we don't have to worry about an onside kick.
0: And, and then and, they scored and
1: then, and then they scored and it's like, OK, we have to worry about an onside kick. Yeah. Um,
0: Which is good because, I mean, the special teams is the only unit on this team I feel like we can count on 100%. Not even 100%. uh, Brian Mason,
1: man. Still miss field goals.
0: Still miss field goals. Uh, But uh, other than that, yeah, yeah, Brian Mason, build him a freaking statue. Man, remember all the talk about Brian Kelly getting a statue, Uh, you know, before he left in the middle of the night. We all now, you know, now we all hate him. Screw that. Build Brian Mason a statue right next to Lou. Uh, Lou would love Brian Mason. Like he would be Lou Holtz's like favorite coordinator slash assistant of all time. The way uh, Mason is just seemingly finding a new way to block a punt. Like I've been watching football for, I mean, I don't know, I'm 40. Uh, I probably start remembering games around age six. So we'll call that 34 years. I can't ever remember any team I've ever watched ever just like finding a new way to block a punt. Every game. Now I just expect it. Like I never in, in years past, I never expected Notre Dame to block a punt. So when it happened, it was like amazing. Now we, we blocked that punt on Saturday. and I was just like, oh, it's what we do. I don't there's nothing to be excited about anymore because it's just yeah. like I, we just do this at least once a game. Um, so before we get too far into it, I got a good beer here. Well, I don't know if it's a good beer. We're going to find out if it's a good beer. It's a good beer name. There we go. Uh, it's called Fort No-Nonsense IPA. It's the name of the beer. Um, even though there was a whole lot of nonsense going on on, uh, on Saturday, um, there should have been no nonsense, but uh, but there was. Uh, so let me try this real quick. Yeah, it's not bad. Not great. Not bad. Kind of like that outcome. Uh, <laughs> you Where know, You're just like, well, all right, I don't know what the hell this is, but it's a win. Um I don't know. So this, this this game was one of, I think it was the first time in 10 years, maybe, maybe nine years, something, long time, that I didn't watch live. And I, and I was watching it on, uh, on a recording, which I know you're used to, you know, because of the kids' soccer schedule. But for me, it was new. Or like I said, at least, you know, first time in a while. And I don't know if it was because it wasn't live. I was, honestly, as the second half was unfolding, I was... I want to say laughing, but kind of, I was just like, I, like I said in the pod last week, like like nothing would surprise me. And it didn't like, it didn't surprise me. Like I didn't feel great. (laughs) I'll tell you when I finally felt good in that game. And then I was proven wrong was when they, we got the stop early in the second half and it's like, okay, kind of felt like you get the stop, uh, you know, or you don't, they don't march all the way down and I'll be like, okay, I'll be all right. And then it was just like, well, Nope, <laughs> there will be no. Or I guess what did they did? It was a ten-minute drive. They they scored a field goal. Was that the the outcome
1: of that drive? Um, it wasn't. It's not a touchdown, correct? Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
0: So it was like, okay, you're gonna you're gonna milk ten minutes off the clock, and you're gonna get three points. We're fine, <laughs> right? This is, and then all of a sudden, right? Like
1: honestly, it. like yeah, I, I, it's good point. Like I, at that point, I thought, okay. We're good because like, yeah. it took too long and they yeah. didn't get and they didn't get seven out of it. Like so it did feel at that point that it's like, oh, no problem. Like yeah. it'll just be it. it'll it, It's like it took too long. Go down and score again. And the game's over. They're going to run out of time.
0: Yeah. No, that was not the case. And it could. I mean, it, well, no, it wouldn't have been because uh, maybe. Navy had already scored the touchdown and the two-point conversion when Pine missed Mayer on the wheel, if I remember correctly. I think that it was I think it was 35-24 at that point. Um yeah. but still, like, what the hell? Like, can you remember? And I'm running, I I've lost track of how many times I've had to ask you, like, can you remember something this wild and crazy happening this season? Because it happens seemingly every week, but um, do you remember another Notre Dame game where Notre Dame just looked almost unstoppable for an entire half of football to go from that to completely inept and like just, like looking like you were, were just tripping over their own feet and not being able to do anything like in the blink of an eye like that? I could um, not remember. It, it that stark of right, a contrast.
1: Right. Right. Um Let me just – you're kind of catching me off guard a little bit, but that's okay. (laughs) Let me try to think. I mean, no, no. I mean, to to the point where it's like you felt like they were moving the ball up and down. The only thing is, is that it wasn't in all facets. Hmm. That's the only thing I could say where it's like, you know, it it, it wasn't like it was completely out of the blue where it's like, oh, you know, they – they uh it, it, they were they were running the ball, they were throwing the ball, it was all working, no problem, yeah. and it's like, and that wasn't the case in this game, you know that there yeah. was the there was the, they weren't running the ball that great, but at the same time, like I don't remember a time when it was like we went from being able to throw kind of all over them to we can't do anything. you know like, what and, and, and the pass blocking too was the part where it was like that was super surprising
0: that was we'll talk about that a little more too but actually now that i'm thinking about it i mean maybe the fiesta bowl against oklahoma state might be one of the closest times i could remember that yeah maybe Uh, because i mean it was it was like at least they scored again though at the end of the fiesta bowl but that was when you know oklahoma state took the the two score lead and it was kind of like they were you know playing a little prevent at that point. So, um, but what the, like, but even then, like at least Notre Dame was moving the ball somewhat. It wasn't just like Notre Dame went from boom, 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 touchdown, 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 touchdown to, well, now we just can't even get a first down. Was it one first down in the entire second half? Was that one, uh, uh, you know, the, the pass down the middle to Colsey. think mean, it was the only first down. I think it was. I that's, think that's insane. Right. <laughs> like, it, for for how good Notre Dame was in the first half, like just absolutely insane. We we got a lot of questions on this, so I mean, like we'll probably cover the majority of the questions just in our in our opening here. But I watching it, I was like, "What the hell?" Like, and it was funny because I was like, "The reason I couldn't watch this is my wife's birthday on Saturday, so we were like, out and about during the game, and a 12 p.m. kickoff with a baby is like the worst time." If you want to do anything during the day, uh, because the game wasn't gonna be over, I knew I was like, the game's not gonna be over till like three three thirty, so like I definitely cannot be like, hey, can we do something for your birthday like between three thirty and five thirty? You know, like <laughs> six ish when we need to start to be home so the baby can do his bath time routine and everything. So I was like, all right, I'll just record this. Um, so I was actually like watching it once we got home from our like afternoon while i was cooking dinner and just like kind of like laughing uh i was just like i can't believe this like it was it was just so insane to me um but I, so like let, let's talk about the pass blocking because that was like the, probably the most surprising to me cuz like i know i get navy was you know sending everybody but yeah like they went from no sacks in the first half to 5 in the second half and this is the same offensive line they pushed Clemson around last week. So like, what, what do you attribute to it? Do you think it was just like a numbers game and Notre Dame should have adjusted the play calling to match it? Or do you think there was something in the protections that, you know, Navy picked up on that. They were like, look, we're going to exploit this.
1: So, okay. First, they first of all, they blitzed on 65% of the snaps, which is a ton. I mean, that's, I don't know. I haven't looked at it, but Notre Dame has not been blitzed anywhere close to that. Okay. So they basically, their bet was Drew Pine. We are going to put the game on Drew Pine's shoulders, period. Right. We are going to blitz them. We're going to run blitz. We're going to pass blitz. We are going to get in kind of unsound um, coverages, basically, situations where we're putting our are overmatched defensive backs in one-on-one situations with their wide receivers and just we're going to make Drew Pine make the throws and and even when they didn't blitz like they, they they were doing the drop eight thing right so it was either a blitz or it was drop eight in third and long and, and it's funny, too, because like a couple of weeks ago, it was like, oh, drop eight against Syracuse. It was like drop eight's going to be Drew Pine's kryptonite. Right. Can't face drop eight. And then Navy did it in this game and he shredded them. Right. He, he totally ripped them apart. Um, and so then they, they just started blitzing the house all the time. And and to be fair, it didn't work in the first half. Right. It, it didn't work out for them. Drew Pine did make the throws and he did have more time. And he was like 15 of 16 and yeah. with clean pockets in this game and it, for like 201 yards, three touchdowns and that sort of thing. And even when he was pressured, he, he still, when he was able to get the ball away, right. You know, it, it, when he's able to get the ball out 10 to 13 on that, which is, well, that doesn't know that can't be right. I'm mixing, I'm mixing him, but, but basically if, if, if they got to him, it, it, it worked, and if they didn't get to him. He shredded them right 17 to 21, 268 yards, uh, four touchdowns passing, and another rushing touchdown. Right? He, he, he so he did the thing that he had to do with what Navy was, was doing in the second half. They started to get to him, right? And I, and I, I went through and I broke down kind of every play in the second half, which is very easy to do because there are only 18 of them. Um, oh. so it didn't take very long. And it's just like, so like the first snap of the second half, right? Yeah. They, they, they go play action and they're, and they're going to take a shot. And Logan Diggs basically busts the, the protection. He just turns the guy loose. He doesn't turn him loose, but it's a bad effort. And so you probably get sacked on that, right? He's supposed to, you know, if he, if he steps up and he, and he takes on the, and he takes on the blitzer, then he's going to be fine. Obviously, that didn't happen, right? And he didn't pick him up. And, um, it ended up being the case that, that Drew Pine goes and gets sacked. And and then that kind of kills that drive, right? And then you have the next drive where I, I put it on Twitter where it's like, you know, they're overloading the box and they're sending a bunch of players. They're blitzing everybody. And it's like, hey, man, do the zone read. Just pull it and please throw the, the RPO that's there, that's called. First and second down, they could have done it, right? Yes. Instead, they run into it and they only get four yards. And so that's third and six. And you try to throw it and it gets tipped up in the air and it's intercepted. You know, and then – so then, okay, so now it's 35-24, and that's no good. And so then the start of the next drive, you have Michael per- Michael Mayer running all by himself, and and he misses him. You know, it's like, okay, that's not a good throw, right? Uh-huh. Like, that's not going to work. Next play is a sack, you know? And so – and that, and that's uh, another bust by one of the running backs, so that's a sack. And then he makes a great throw to Deion Colsey. Um. And so that drive gets going. Next play, they go play action. They bust oh. another protection, and he gets sacked again. So on yeah. that drive, on the on the play with the Deion Colsey catch was a twenty-one yard gain, right? Twenty-one yard gain on that drive. They ran six plays, negative one yards. They ended up with negative yards on a drive with a twenty-one yard pass in it. <laughs> that's that's incredible, right? So it, it's, it's 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 some of it is pine right. He's got to hit mayor. You got to get the ball out in the RPOs. Some of it is the protection that has nothing to do with him. There was another one where they went max protect and Braden Lenzi's running wide open. He's going to hit him for a touchdown. If he can get the ball off now, I haven't seen the all 22, right? So I don't know if pine could have actually gotten this ball away, but he, 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 in my opinion, just based on the timing of it, he's either going to get hit as he's throwing it or, it's he's just going to get it off right mm-hmm. so there's like a split second there where it's like you got to release it right and dan Olafsky says on the thing like hey you got to let the ball go right no. well yeah. on that play they blitz the corner and michael mayer just gets thrown to the side by the corner right and you say to yourself well michael mayer's not used to pass protection right he's always in, in on a route but the corner is not used to rushing the passer either so you it's just like you got you got to do your job on that one you you cannot let him through he did Pine gets sacked. Another potential touchdown wiped off the board. And he's sacked. So now it's like second and long, right? So that's kind of how it happened, right? Like uh, most of the first downs they they had on every drive in second half was just a complete disaster. And so mm-hmm. there it is right there. You can't move the ball. 18 plays. You only have one first down. And if you're not building on first downs, you know, you're going to get bogged down the way Notre Dame Notre Dame was. We saw it.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, and to – the reason I I made a slight noise when you when you said you know or- Orlovsky was like oh you gotta let it you gotta let it go is because well I do really like Dan Orlovsky him and Tommy Reese are boys and it was it's pretty apparent if you follow him on Twitter uh, that uh, that he has uh, you know he's quite fond of Tommy Reese uh, so. I take that with a little bit of a grain of salt because uh, I saw him on Twitter after the game, too. He's like, guys, we're wide open. I'm like, OK, Joe, you're, you're sticking up for your guy. After Notre Dame beat Clemson, the first thing he tweeted was, so do we all want to fire Tommy Reese now? It's like, OK, pump the brakes there, sir. Um, other than that, I do actually really like Orlowski. He's got a little bit of Mayock in him, I think, in terms of like when he's calling a game, he's actually like entertaining and educational, not... Uh, not like the guys on NBC right now, but um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it, there's a, there's plenty of blame to go around in this one. It's not, uh, and it's funny, I mean, at least we're talking about this in a win. Like, can you imagine if there was four more minutes of game clock? Mm-hmm. Like, if there's four more minutes of game clock, I'm pretty sure Notre Dame loses that game because I I, I have no, I at that point, I had no confidence that they were going to be able to do anything, uh, you know, if they had to. Right, if if whatever for whatever reason, like I said, if there was more time and like Navy somehow took the lead. Like I had zero confidence that the offense that we saw in the first half, that seemingly you know shredded Navy, just made Navy Navy made Navy look like the eighty five Bears in the second half. Uh, it's just mind boggling how that can happen to me. Like I just don't understand how that can happen in in the same game. Right, it's just. Like I said, at, a, at a loss, but like going back to what you said last week, nothing nothing surprises me with this team. Um, uh, On a positive, I think you got to look at for the first time this season, Notre Dame started fast against a bad team, so that's a positive. Yeah, because like the other games against bad teams, definitely did not start fast. Didn't start fast against Stanford. Didn't start fast against Marshall. Didn't start fast against Cal. So you know, silver lining there is that uh, at least they started fast, because shit, if we didn't start fast, we would be, if Notre Dame didn't start fast in that game, we would be in Brian Kelly 2010 Navy stratosphere right now, where uh, you know, Navy won that game. I was at that game, by the way. It was miserable. Mm. Um, At MetLife Stadium in Jersey. I mean, that stadium sucks to begin with, but um, God, that game was awful. Like, because again, what 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 they say after? Never had they seen the fullback dive, per, you know, executed exactly how Navy had, uh, you know, had done it, uh, than uh, uh, that day in uh, in in 2010. But that was a miserable day for sports for me in general. I remember going to that game in the morning, you know, getting there super early because it was a 12 o'clock kick. Getting back to my apartment in Manhattan at the time. And then going out that night to watch the San Francisco Giants uh ultimately eliminate the Philadelphia Phillies in I want to say game six of the NLCS that year. Um, miserable, miserable, miserable sports day. After that, I was like, I'm just going to bed. I'm done. I can't. I don't even I was like so just like I can't anymore. Like, I didn't even want like my friends were like come on, just go out, have a couple more drinks. Like, don't you want to come? I'm like, no, I really don't. I just, I'm going to go home and I'm going to be sad. Um, but that's the stratosphere we would have been in. If, 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 the, if we didn't start fast and have like, if Notre Dame didn't play a perfect first half, basic near perfect, you, know, you had the miss field goal. Um, but other than that, it was like, if you don't have that, like we're, we're talking about Notre Dame losing to Navy right now. And that's not, that is not good. Like not even a little bit a week after beating Clemson. So, I don't know, like, I, get, we, I mean, we've talked all season about, like, how does Notre Dame get up for these bad games? And they got up to start, but, man, I don't know what happened at halftime. Like, it, it, I don't know if the staff was like, okay, we we played too good, so we're going to adjust in anticipation of their adjustments? And it just did not work, but it was... It was it was rough, and Marcus Freeman, to his credit, like said all the right things afterwards. I really hope his message to the team was vastly different than what he said to the media, though. Um, And I mean, he did kind of give a little hint of like, you know, yeah, we got to play better, but we got to play a lot better.
1: Um, Well, it's it's so it's it's weird, but it's 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 also not like it's not super surprising, right? Like it's not surprising that nothing um, is surprising this year.
0: Nothing Right,
1: anymore. so it's but it, the thing is, is that like you you think to yourself, okay, like I'm it, it, you're I, like I'm watching the game and I'm thinking, wow, they're 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 really getting a lot from Drew Pine like yeah. in this game, and I'm I'm like I, I don't know how sustainable this is, you know, like is it mm-hmm. sustainable? And I wouldn't have thought anything of it. You know, like during the during the North Carolina BYU games, right? It was completely sustainable, but we've mm-hmm. seen it backslide, right? And so I'm thinking to myself, man, I don't know how sustainable this is, and then it ended up not being sustainable, you know. And and the thing is too is the defense when when you can't when when your offense continues just to give the ball back to Navy, eventually they'll move it, yeah, because. That's Navy. That's the whole point, right? If you string if Navy strings a bunch of stops against you, well, and they just keep getting bites at the apple. Like imagine it's uh, it's it's you know thirty five to sixteen, right? They take ten minutes, they go down and score, and let's say Notre Dame goes down and scores, right? It makes it forty two to sixteen. You know, like the air is out of the balloon. Yeah. You know, but Navy continues to be able to build on possession by possession. And the other part is the the defense actually did a pretty good job in terms of limiting Navy. Like, they had – Navy had, like, three straight drives where it's like they, they couldn't move the ball. They couldn't score points, right? They didn't score the, po- the the touchdown. Like, they scored the one touchdown basically off of the turnover, right? Mm-hmm. With the ball was already right there. Um, Obviously, they score the next play. You don't need to do that, but you're setting them up. It's not like Navy drove the field on Notre Dame. And then maybe didn't do anything offensively until four minutes left in the game. Which, you know, you have the, the penalty on Houston Griffith there. And and there's, like, other referee shenanigans that are going on. Plus, like, I thought at that point Al Golden was doing some things that were completely, like, inexplicable in my opinion. Like, he went into a prevent defense with three down and the linebackers deep. When Navy's sitting there, they could just like they're just gonna run fullback dive for 12 mm-hmm. yards or 12, 15 yards. I didn't understand that because it's like, well, you're 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 basically like because that's that's like a 15 yard dig. It just takes a little bit longer in terms of seconds off the clock, but that's like three, four seconds. It's not like it's not like you're gaining 30 seconds off that. The clock's stopping with a first down. That was weird to me. Like that was legitimately strange. Um, but that, you know, that's the end of the game. And he felt like, oh, I need to, uh, you know, burn clocks somehow or be, uh, conservative or whatever. But, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think that was, you know, a a good call, but like the defense wasn't a complete sieve in the second half. It's just that the offense continued to allow. Navy to have the ball. And that's what really did it. You know, that's what did them in. So.
0: All right. Well, it almost seemed to, like, Golden came into this thinking, like, well, Navy's never going to throw the ball. And then Navy was like, well, we're going to throw the ball. And he was like, oh, wait, they are actually throwing the ball, right? Because, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> they, I mean, that's probably more than I ever remember seeing Navy throw the ball against, uh, against Notre Dame. So, and again, didn't quite. Didn't quite adjust. Um, also, yeah, one tackling was not the best. There's a couple members of the secondary I think that probably didn't re- they probably didn't have a good time in film review today. Uh, just based on some of the missed tackles that were were going on out there that let like six seven yard gains turn into 15 at times. But tackling has not been great all year, so there's that. But um, uh, you mentioned the officials too have you ever seen a scenario or a situation as bad as that confusion over the first down versus third and one or whatever it was in late in the game? Uh, no, that was like, what I I could not, I remember watching it live and I'm like, dude, they must've had the line marker wrong on the field. Cause I was like, that guy got like five or six yards past the first down. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, I didn't get the first down. It's third and one. And it's like, wait, what? And then they're like, wait, wait, we gotta go back and review the review. It's like, what are you doing back there? Um, that was I and I think was that your tweet where you were like, This is an embarrassment. Was that yeah, that, yeah. That, I was
1: that 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 tweet was like oh, I, I knew I, Jamie. Jamie thought I was talking about the team, and I yeah, was yeah, like, No, no
0: it's you said this you clarified. 12 minute
1: Yeah, it's this like 12 minute debacle. It's it's just like – and the funny thing – and the thing about it is, is like Navy has no timeouts during all of this. Yeah. They get 10 minutes to go over there and talk about what they want to do while these guys figure out what down it is. I mean, Keystone Cops. I mean, yeah. the College football is in like an epidemic problem with officials right now. It's so it, bad. It's, It's not good. It's really not good, and it needs to get figured out. Pretty on all levels
0: of football, I feel like. Yeah, NFL officials aren't that great these days either. They're
1: they're all they're all bad. I mean, it's terrible. It's terrible. I mean, just like little things. It's like we got we got to. Why do we have to? Why do we have to have the head linesman for something like this go to the TV and look at it? Why can't they just call down and say, hey, the clock ran for a little bit, and so it's first down at the spot. We're going to add five seconds. And then all he has to do is say, hey, the clock ran. Uh, We're we're resetting the clock to 128. Start on the whistle. Hmm. And that's it. And then Navy doesn't get to go huddle for 10 minutes and they don't have to do all this other hocus pocus with, you know, talking and he gets on the thing. I was like, Oh, oh, oh. Uh, we have a disagreement about what, t- what, what down it is. What do you mean you have a disagreement? There's no, there's no agreement to have. It's either it, a first down or it isn't. And yeah. it obviously was.
0: Awful. Mind boggling. I, 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 it was awful. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but I mean that was the least of Notre not the least of Notre Dame's concerns. But oh, it was just it, it was fitting for how that game how that game unfolded. Um, before we get into questions, just uh, some other things that jumped out to me. But were you surprised that Audric Estime got eight carries in that game? Only eight.
1: Um.
0: No. You weren't. No. He's bigger than some of their D linemen. How do you not give him more than eight carries?
1: Okay, so are we upset about the lack of carries in the first half when they scored 35 points?
0: Mm, no, not necessarily. Yep. But he, okay. he, got, so, he, he ran so, the
1: ball well. Wh- r- right, but they had 35 points, right? right. So it's all good, right? You, they only had 18 plays in the second half. When,
0: mm. are,
1: when, when is he going to – how can you give them carries when they're not on the field? That's fair. They can't, you know. Every time, like, every th- it's it's second and fifteen because they keep getting sacked on first down, you know. And then and then the first drive, they um, they they got sacked on first down, and then they ran him twice. Mm. You know, so that that's the that's the thing. So it's it's a lack of opportunity. Like it's uh, totally unsurprising having watched the game. It's like mm. yeah, he only got eight carries. That makes sense. They weren't on the field. <laughs> no one got – you know, because, like, what did Logan Diggs have? I don't know how many carries he had, but it's like he couldn't have had that many. Chris Tyree really obviously work. didn't have a ton of carries.
0: I want to say off the top of my head, Diggs had 13, 13 or 14 carries. Um, I can look it up while we're while we're chatting here. Um, where is this? But, uh, I mean, that just seems like a game that should have been ripe for Audrick Estimate to run all over uh all over navy and it did not unfold that way um let's see Diggs had 13 for 31 with a long of seven not a good day uh yeah. the office for uh for logan Diggs. uh how about jaden thomas though he is Stuck. looking he's looking good and i mean they figure out this quarterback position <laughs> which is no small problem to figure out for next year and there's receivers on this team. Um, there's not a lot in terms of numbers, but I mean, Thomas is flashing. Colsey has been coming around the last few weeks. We've seen Styles in the past be very good. He's had his drops problems, um, you know, the last, you know, month or so. But that, you know, those three, plus you got the, the you know, the kids coming in and, the makings are here for this to be a really good passing team. They figure out a long term answer, I think, at quarterback. Cause I think for as good as Drew Pine was in the first half, like the limitations that he, he has on offense were just yeah. uh you know, exemplified in the uh in the second half. Um because he got by, you know, obviously had a near perfect first half, right? Five yeah. touchdowns, you're gonna take that ten out of ten times in a half. You're going to take that 10 out of 10 times almost in a game. Your quarterback produces you five touchdowns. But, um, yeah, his limitations were really kind of on display in the second half where, one, the tip ball, you know, if he's taller, maybe it doesn't happen. And then, two, some of those sacks, if he, uh, you know, gets rid of the ball, probably doesn't happen or probably don't happen either. But what a weird – I mean, why are we – we shouldn't be surprised. It's a weird season. like yeah. I mean, at this point, I said it last week to say again, it, no outcome of, of these next two games will surprise me. Like, there is not an outcome that you could tell me right now that I would say, like, wow, oh, that's just there's no way that can happen. Yeah. Right? They could lose both of these games and I could be like, yeah, I see that. They could win them both. And I'm like, yeah, I could see that, too. They could split and they could split either way. And it wouldn't surprise me. Right. There's nothing that would surprise me right now. Um you know, with, you know, with, with this team, I think the only thing that might surprise me would be two straight dominating wins. Cause that's just not, that might be the only outcome <laughs> that, <laughs> of these next two games that I would be like, yeah, didn't see that coming. Uh, other than that, uh, it's just, uh, what a weird year, man. This is why we love college football though, for as much as it stresses us out. Like if it was easy and it was predictable, we wouldn't watch it.
1: There'd be I mean, no reason. It, it is. I do think that, I do think that there is a sentiment with all of us, right? Yeah. I'm not trying to um, trying to say I'm different in any way, right? Because I fall into this too. It's like you want it to look a certain kind of way, yeah. You know, and, and you want it to, you you like people, you know. Post Clemson, it's like did Cle- did Notre Dame turn the corner? Did they turn the corner? And it's like, no. When you are when you are inconsistent at quarterback you're never turning the corner yeah you know what i mean like you're you're not like you can't you're never like arrived if you're if you're going to be inconsistent at the quarterback position and not just that but like you know that's the nature of kind of the game yeah inconsistent play and and so notre dame that sometimes that's game to game it was half to half in this instance yeah and and that's just something Notre Dame has to deal with. Like, that is like I, I keep going back to the fact that when 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 Buckner got hurt, you know, I, I was on the pod saying, like, man, they could be four and eight. Because this is the Drew Pine that I thought they would get the whole time. You know, and the fact that he was so good against North Carolina and BYU that like that was the, that's the, honestly, that is the most surprising probably part of this entire right. season is that he was so good in those games. And especially against North Carolina, he had to be. Because you look at that offense, you can't just give the ball back to North Carolina all the time like they have. Notre Dame never had a huge long drought like this against North Carolina. They had two bad drives in the first quarter. And then from there on, they just scored all the time. And and if they had if they had droughts like that against that team, they would have got crushed. And they didn't. And and he found a way to do it. And the, you know, in the BYU game, he, he was he didn't score as much as they could have, but he up 25 to 6, right? And you put him in a great position. But we've seen like this is why he's the backup. That's this yeah. is why. Like the and and so it's just this is how it's going to be man we're, we're going to watch them and, and it's just going to like it's going to look not good for a long yeah. time and you just we just have to accept that yeah. not that we not that we are okay with it you know cuz exactly. every time I, every time i post a video you know, even the even the positive plays, right? Because look, Drew Pine, Drew Pine accounted for five touchdowns in this game. Wild! He did a lot of good things, right? And I tweeted it out too. He is the reason Notre Dame won the game. There was no running game to speak of, yep. none. And Drew Pine scored the touchdowns and he made the plays that he had to make in the first half that got them thirty-five points. Full stop. There's nothing you could take away from that, right? Yeah. but so i uh-huh. will I'll, I'll point it out, right? And I'll say, hey, like he won the game for another name. That happened, right? You know and I'll, I'll put look look at this throw to Jaden Thomas. That's a perfect throw. it's the the throw to the couple throws to Colsey. those are perfect plays. Fits it into a good spot, good timing, good anticipation, good ball placement. Beautiful, right? And people will say, yeah, but 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 he did all these other things that are bad, and that's why he's not the answer. And it's like, I'm not saying he's the answer. I'm saying no one is. A, I'm, I'm saying he made a good play. You know, I, I'm yeah. I'm not gonna kill the kid if he made some good plays. Like, why would I crush him? And he had 17 to 21 for 268 yards. Now I now the first thing I tweeted out was like, hey man, if you're gonna blitz and and you're on zone read, pull the ball and throw the bubble or throw the quick quick uh, hitch. Yep. And let's get the take the free yards and let's move on with our day. You know, that was the first thing I tweeted out, right? But then I thought, you know what? Like, I can't I can't be all negative with this kid. He scored five touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I pointed out some of the good stuff. And people are like, oh, I don't, I don't know, but he's not he's not good. He's terrible, actually. He's actually terrible. And it's like, well, if he's so terrible, then why did he score five touchdowns?
0: True. So, you know? Yep. So. which was, was wild and all that. First of all, let me say this. I mean, if you're a Notre Dame fan and you have been watching Notre Dame all season long and you've actually been paying attention – if a not perfect outcome and you looking ugly and you know, it not being the ideal scenario in your head is still infuriating you. I am sorry, but that is on you. Like th- this team is what it is. It's not changing, you know, uh, a, a six foot five, all American quarterback, not walking through the door, you know, and, and saving and being the savior. This is what this team is. So if, if, if that game, if you're like ah, and get all crazy. Like I'm, that's 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 on you at this point. Like it, it's not on anybody else because everything that we've seen from this team suggested that you know anything is possible or suggested anything is possible. So like, it, it, if your expectation is still this is a top five team, well, it's on you. Uh, not on <laughs> like you gotta you just gotta get over that. You gotta deal with it because uh, it's not what this team is. Um, but what's crazy in all of this with Drew Pine, and I've been talking for weeks that Notre Dame needs to be in the transfer portal, they need to fix the quarterback room. Um, I think it's pretty clear I don't think Drew Pine is Notre Dame's long-term answer. However, a couple stats that are crazy. One, he's 7-1 and one as a starting quarterback for Notre Dame. That's not bad. You know, and you
1: could
0: <laughs> argue yeah, you could argue he's an Andre Guest and may fumble away from being 8 no. So, like... Again and again, not saying. Like, so the fact that you got this, you got a quarterback who's got clear limitations. He is not an All American. Okay, like it's not controversial. He he's got he's seven and one when he took over a team that was zero and two that could have, like you said, could have went to four and eight, could have cratered. We could have had another twenty sixteen or another two thousand seven season. It hasn't happened. Um, and then even look at his numbers, and it's like if. You know, if the night of the Marshall loss, when we were all probably the lowest we've been in a long time with Notre Dame football, someone said to you, all right, by November 13th, Drew Pine is going to be, he's going to have 18 touchdowns, five interceptions. One of those had already happened uh, <laughs> because he, he threw it in the Marshall game. So 18 touchdowns, four interceptions from here on with a 151.4 Quarterback rating, 63.1% completion percentage. How many people are saying, like, no to that, given what you knew of Drew Pine at that point? Does anybody say no to that? 18 to 14, 18, 18 touchdowns to four interceptions over an eight-game period? I wouldn't have. I'd have been like, oh, that's better right. than I you, thought. You
1: wouldn't. You wouldn't say no to the numbers, but people would say no to how it looks a lot of the time. You yeah. know what I mean? But, I but to, to your point, to your point. Drew Pine is because it's it's abundant and clear that Notre Dame is going to have to do something else to quarterback next year, right? Because of that, Drew Pine is is someone to be rallied around yeah. by the fan base. Like people like they 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 dislike him. It, it, Michael Mudo on the on the um
0: um, on, on the on the on title
1: pod yeah. on the on, on title pod he said this about Avery Davis I think it was last year when people got on him because it was like you know or maybe it was 2020 I don't know what year it was but it was like you you, you dislike him for who he is and not what he does and and I think that's true of, of Drew Pine it's like we dislike him or I don't say we because I, I don't feel this way but like I think a lot of fans dislike him because he isn't some other person yep. he isn't the answer it's almost like they 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 resent the fact that he's here because it's someone else's failure to bring him into the team yeah and it's like look man i i it I, drew pine is going to he he could legitimately have two top 10 wins this year with north carolina yeah. and clemson and you could say all you want about you know, possibly the, the three we take out usc yeah, exactly, and and you could say whatever you want about about uh you know oh that it was the running game against Clemson and it wasn't anything else, it it wasn't and against North Carolina it wasn't he got Drew Pine we are going to look back in time, just like the Gary Godsey Drew uh, uh, Drew yes. Brees thing, and we're going to look back in time and and we're going to say to ourselves I can't believe that Drew Pine gave. Uh, Drake May 45 points and outdueled him in a football game. Yeah. And and he absolutely outplayed him in that game. Now, granted, Drake May made some throws that Drew Pine absolutely cannot make. Okay. Yeah. But he he put it on him and he was fantastic in that football game. And yeah. we're gonna look back in time and we're gonna be like, how in the yeah, world? Great did trivia that happen? answer. Right. And so it, it's just that he is someone to be rallied around. And not mm. to be constantly like, uh, and I totally get it. It is so frustrating. It is oh, yes. so frustrating in real time, you know. But like the day after, and you're going to keep killing him because he's short, you know. Like it's just kind of like, look, man, he's doing all all that he can do. It's not his fault. Yeah. It's not his fault. The quarterback situation is not his fault. And and he's, like you said, he is somehow eight and one. He's beaten Clemson. He's beaten North Carolina. It's, I mean, it's like truly remarkable. And and I, I know that like everyone like doesn't like Tommy Reese and that sort of thing. And, and some of that criticism is totally fair. And I totally get it. Right. And I've had a ton of criticism for Reese this year, like a ton, obviously.
0: Yeah.
1: And And Marcus Freeman and all that stuff. If they go eight and four or nine and three after starting zero and two and then learning, losing losing the quarterback the quarterback that is an incredible coaching job incredible <laughs> so you know that's kind of where I'm at right now and, and look I I guarantee you if they punt seven times in the first half next week I'm going to be pulling my hair out and yeah. like this is unbelievably ridiculous but. Right now, as I sit here, I just think it is what it is, and we just have to accept it and exactly. enjoy the fact that they're 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 going to a bowl game. Like I just <laughs> at the at worst, they're going to be seven and five, and I just they're... I thought this team could be five and seven. I really did. I know we talked about it. Hey, there were
0: other pod 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 um, uh, you know podcasts that were saying this was going to be 2016 all over again. So yeah. when, when, when Buckner went down, so, and, and yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not sitting here being like, Hey, I am happy. Yeah. You know, I was happy that we just beat Navy by three points and I'm, it's all it's like, no, it's not, it's not good, but it is like, that's what this team is. And, it, and until they get quarterback figured out more, like, that's just what this team's going to be. Right. I mean, you can say like, okay, well that point, like 32 points against Navy is still like, I get the offense wasn't moving the ball, but I mean. This is not a great. This is not, you know, the Navy teams from five, six years ago that were pretty good and that were going, you were winning nine, ten games and going to bowl games. Uh, that's not what this Navy team is. So I, I, that, to me, is probably a little more uh, concerning. Uh, just because I don't, I, I can't look at the defense. I'm like, I guess the one thing that you could look at with the defense that probably threw them the most is J.D. Bertrand having to miss the game and having to rely on a couple of the true freshmen because Navy really took advantage of a couple of true freshmen in the middle of the field who have never seen the, the, the triple option. Uh, Bertrand has seen it. So I think that was a huge loss for Notre Dame, but still, like, I mean, Navy threw the ball way better than they should have been able to against this defense. Um, that, 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 that is not great, but just overall, not like, I, i'm not sitting here saying like oh you know it's all sunshine and rainbows it's fine it's good um you know just be happy i'm saying this is what this team is and it's like you you just have to adjust it you know the expectations um and say like just go into every game thinking like anything can happen because it might and you just have to kind of prepare yourself for that and then we you know we see where things go um they're finding ways to win games, which is great, obviously. And yeah, I mean, I don't think too many people thought Notre Dame would be seven and three at this point after losing the Stanford game. I certainly did not. I don't think anybody did. No. At that point, no. after you lose the Stanford game, you like if to be seven and three now means you had to project beating Clemson. And I don't think anybody thought we would. And Notre Dame did. So, you know, and you got to take the good with the bad sometimes. You know, find a way to beat Boston College. And I do think you, you find it like you find a way to beat Boston College, which you should, even though I know Boston College beat NC State this weekend for like their first win and their first win over a
1: ranked team in forever. But, um, well, you,
0: go, you go into
1: the team. I mean, they lost Devin Leary. They are not, I know, not the team that's ranked. You know what I mean? Like, I that's know. That's not. Still that, so for for example, remember Virginia last year? Oh, yeah, when when they had Armstrong. when they had Brennan Armstrong, like yeah. that was a, a good offense, right? Yeah, you was take not away Brennan Armstrong time. and all yeah. of a sudden it's garbage. So
0: agreed, but still, all right, <laughs> they still want a game. I mean, Boston College looked they garbage did. all season they long. So they, they want a game. Um, but you you win that, you go eight and three into the Coliseum. And I would not be shocked if Notre Dame won that game, because do you like USC seems like I, I haven't you probably see them much more than I do. Because some of their games were on so late, but I think like every time I turn it on, like I turn on a USC game, I'm like, are they trying to keep these games close, like to make them interesting? Or it, it just seems like they uh, I mean, they'll, they'll you know, they, I know they always tend to turn it on. You know, towards the end, uh, but it's gonna be interesting. I'm, I'm actually, I'm very interested to see the, them play UCLA this weekend, um, prior to, you know, prior to play us prior to playoffs on uh, Thanksgiving weekend. But it wouldn't surprise me if Notre Dame beat that team. If Notre Dame takes the team that played against Clemson to Los Angeles, I, there's no doubt that, that they have a chance to win that game. They take the team they took to Baltimore to Los Angeles, and then I don't know what the hell is gonna happen um but that's where we're at with this team it's uh not good you know like i said when you when you almost squander a 21 point lead uh wait was it 21 no 22 point lead to navy but is much better than if we were sitting here talking about a loss so i will take it and not you know not necessarily be like hey you know rah rah let's go but uh it is better than a loss win is always better than a loss i don't care what anyone says
1: all
0: right all right um let's see here um maybe we can uh get to um uh, some questions did you questions i think we covered a lot of the things that have been asked um, in the course of conversation uh but uh da, da, da. all right uh here we go yeah oh you know what we also we have a review i should have read it oh. beforehand should i read it now before questions yeah, read, it or now. Should I read,
1: it? read it now yeah
0: okay well this is an interesting one okay this is from zach 2222 it's titled the goldilocks enigma that's the name of the that's the, the the title of the review. So here we okay. go. All right. Here we go. All right. Apologies in advance to some of our friends. Uh, <laughs> this first line <laughs> references, but um, is the one foot down pod a little too forward and brash for you? And then says not a dig at those guys um, is the athletic pod so stuffy that you passed out from too much NyQuil while trying to get through it. Slight dig. If you answered yes to both of those questions, then welcome to Single High, your perfect pod of jovial but professional Notre Dame football porridge. Frank's (laughs) Frank's beer cracks and Irish existentialism bring me back to my Notre Dame dorm days. RIP Purple Brian Kelly. Greg's XO analysis and realism brings me back down to earth. No better place to get weekly information regarding the team from two people, presented in a way that is rational yet emotionally charged by decades of fandom. Constantly impressed with how these dudes can recall specific games and and plays from before I was born, almost like they've got them on a Rolodex. I am too young for that reference. I hope it hits. (laughs) Don't be a BVG and let this one slip by you. It is a must Listen. P.S. Go Birds. I don't really follow the NFL, but I am an honorary Eagles fan as their Super Bowl serendipitously led to meeting my wife. Wow. That's a review. Uh,
1: I like that review. I like that. Yeah. I like that review. OFD forever.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: um, those guys, those guys are my buds. So
0: I um, I, 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 I,
1: I I think Josh would fully a- admit that he is not for everybody. That is true. Um but he's and even Ben, <laughs> Brendan, Brendan I, I like Brendan. He's because he is very um he will he will uh stake out a uh, a corner in Taketown. Yeah and that will that's his corner and he will yeah. not leave it for anything um, which i really appreciate actually brendan yeah. has has an amazing ability to um like he knows he can get to the nitty gritty of every opponent as if he's been a fan of the team for as long as he's been a fan yeah, of the team yeah. it's it's kind of unbelievable actually um but yeah and jude is and jude is um is the uh, i guess the contrarian or whatever um and, and he's
0: great with looking things up and finding things like right. I, I, Jude is actually who we should have asked. Has Notre Dame ever scored thirty five points in a half and then scored zero the second half? He would right. probably be able to know how to find that for us. I have no Jude, idea. Find Jude that. would know. Jude He would know, know. He, or he would find a way to find it out for us.
1: But um, I do appreciate I do appreciate the the getting getting us. I think that's yeah. where I come. If that I is the exact is... vibe we're going it, for. Yeah, yeah like, he, I feel seen. Thank like, you very much. Like, we it. have a brand,
0: and we own yes. it. Yes, um, yes. And also, kudos, you know, to finding find in the wife. because Look at, that's just what the Philadelphia Eagles do, Greg. They bring people Congratulations. together. Congratulations. To people that. together. Yeah. And hopefully they bring... A lot more people together tomorrow night and they go to 9 and0 on Monday night football that's my hope uh we'll see if it happens especially because the Dallas Cowboys lost today that was fun um and uh and yeah so we'll uh great review we appreciate that one so now we'll now we'll get into questions I'm gonna frame that one um that's that's a good one so let's let's go into questions and then uh, and we'll put a bow on this one So we got Chris Jenkins, as always. Chris, thank you for for your questions. Um, I mean, some of this we covered already, but, you know, he says, so what's with the almost collapse in the second half? Do you think BC and SC scheme the same way? Was this a Reese game plan issue or pie execution problem? And then there's a food question. Let's go to the football ones first, and then we'll ask his food question. Um, I mean, we talked about the second half collapse, I think, a lot, enough, but, like, uh enough already but like what do you think bc and sc are just like this is what we do or i feel like teams have tried that and it's just navy did it really well
1: so i don't think they will because other teams so the thing about playing a team like navy is they are willing to for lack of a better way to put it like they are they they know they are inferior and so they come from that point of view. We we are we are worse than you, right? If if mm. if USC or BC played like that, like that is an admission of inferiority, Ooh. and that's why Clemson wouldn't do that.
0: That's an interesting. Right? take.
1: So it, it's it's I, I don't know if I said it on this pod, but when when Syracuse dropped eight. I I was I thought to myself well Clemson's not going to drop eight they're not going to just rush 3 yeah. because that's kind of a gimmick thing like Clemson doesn't we don't have to drop eight we're not going to do that against Drew Pine we're going to do what we do because we're Clemson and we're not going to be we're not going to be scared by Drew Pine we're not going to do that right and so that's how Clemson ends up basically getting beat it's 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 their own Hubris in a way.
0: Pride before the fall.
1: Pride before the fall. And and, and Navy doesn't have that. Navy's like, look, we, we have to send seven. on. Every, we're going to send seven on every play. You don't think BC might be thinking that, though? I don't. I, they might. They might. But here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Is it's hard to to play that way when that's not how you play. And that's how Navy plays. It's good. True. It's a good point. And so if you're not used to that, then you're not gonna run it as well as Navy, right? And look, Navy got gashed. I mean, it's not like they didn't, right? Yeah. They, navy had to pay, right? And so Navy's basically saying we're willing to let you score 35 points. And it's like, is is USC gonna say that? Is BC gonna say that? Like, I doubt it, you know? So th- they won't, they'll they'll do what they do. They'll do what they always do. Now, if they were playing a team that's like You know, if BC was playing, uh, I don't know, Clemson or some other team, right, that they felt like were clearly overmatched, then, yeah, maybe they'll come up with some gimmick. But I don't think they think that with Notre Dame. So, I mean, maybe they do. I don't know. But another part, too, is like Notre Dame just saw it. So it's like we just had a whole game where it's like, hey, we saw what happened and now we know how to deal with it. So that's another Hopefully,
0: You would hope. You would hope. You would hope. One would hope. All one right.
1: would surmise.
0: Right, so here's Chris's food question for us. With the temps dropping, what's your go to food to cook? Chili, soup, etc. Uh chicken think,
1: tortilla soup.
0: Chicken tortilla soup. Okay, that's a yeah. good one. Um yeah. I was gonna say I don't know, I don't know how much they drop for you out there on the west coast. Um uh, it's
1: forty six ish degrees in the morning time. Oh, I thought you meant like right now. Is it like like Oh, right now? Yeah, these it's, days. It's actually it's, it's actually not that cold at the It's gonna
0: moment. be cold here tomorrow morning. It's gonna be in the twenties, uh, I think, when I wake up. Right
1: now it's only sixty-one.
0: Woo! There's a high of like
1: fifty-two actually. today. Yeah, fifty-eight. But in the morning it's usually mid forties. Okay. It's pretty cool. cold. Um,
0: all right. So mine is similar. Like, I don't know. Like I I've now made this thing. I I make this thing that is almost like some sort of like combination of like chili slash like a tortilla soup, um, where it's just and like a veggie soup. I don't know. I throw a lot of shit in the slow cooker, uh, that's chili esque, uh, but like there's corn and yeah, a lot of beans, a lot of vegetables, lots of meats, just let it go. And then it tastes great. You throw some cheese on top of it at the end, sometimes some avocado on top. Tastes great. Um, Awesome on a cold day. That's the go-to if I know snow is coming here. Um, And I'm going to have to shovel all day. So Uh, next up, another familiar face. We got Oscar at Vamos Irish. Congratulations, Oscar, for completing your first marathon on Saturday. I I know from messaging him and from from him talking. And he also uh, mentions it here at the start. Um, I don't know if he posted this or if, or if he and I were just messaging on this. He said that like the temperatures were mid seventies with humidity the entire way. So uh, I know you're. I know you're a runner, Greg. I, well, humidity I, is oh,
1: tough. I mean oh, that'll that'll just that's mid seventies is actually really good. Uh, humidity is. I
0: mean, oh, yeah, geez. that is not not good uh um, yeah humidity
1: good for sprinters bad for uh bad for distance
0: man i can't ima- so i've run i've run three marathons and i can't imagine doing that in that those kind of conditions like both times i ran new york it was so cold that i had to go to the um like they make you it's really weird when you run new york you got to go to this like staging area almost and sit for like four hours or something i forget it's a long time you get there at like 5 30 in the morning because they close the gates and then they you know like all the security and everything um and then you just sit there in the cold and like, i remember being like bundled up like sweatpants sweatshirt like beanie just sitting there like god i need this sun to rise because i'm freezing my ass off right now um and it never got hot so like i can't imagine uh you know oh, that, and the other one I ran was Philly. That was like late November. That was like absolutely perfect running conditions. So Oscar, congrats on running it and surviving uh, some uh, not great, ideal conditions. So um, he says he missed the game because of the marathon. Um, so wants to know the good, the bad, and the yummy. The good. How good were Lindsay's hands on the remarkable catch? Shame on us for not mentioning Braden Lindsay's amazing catch until now. That's on us.
1: It was incredible.
0: It was pretty awesome. Like, good for him too, man. He deserved that. Like, you you mentioned like a play, uh, you know, uh, you know, Brent, Braden Lindsay being open on on the one play in the second half, and you know, Pine not being able to get it. I mean, I just I don't have a ton of faith that it would have gotten there anyway with him. You know, like because he has just had the worst luck the last two years. I can't remember another receiver that's been as open deep as often as Braden Lindsay with just as little to show for it. So good for him to steal it and make, to steal that ball away and make one of the most ridiculous catches we've ever seen. What was the name of that? It was, it was reminded me somewhat of that Alabama receiver, like
1: oh, 15
0: years Tyler throw Brothrow. Bro throw. Yeah. You know, with just without the broken leg, like, cause yeah. did he didn't like break his leg on that catch or something. Not uh, on the catch. No. Uh, okay. I knew I was, it did he do it later? It was something that he had a bad it was break. Probably, it, it was
1: another time, yeah.
0: Okay. But that was a crazy catch. And it reminded me a little bit of that um, just without it being on the ground. So that was awesome uh, for Braden Lindsay. Good for him. His ha- I mean, his hands were amazing. Everything was, was just awesome on that. So good on Lindsay. Um, the bad. How short was the throw on the catch where Lindsay had to do the thing? I mean, it was short. Was short. What's funny is that like you watch it. It's like short and late, because not like he had a ton of room, right? Like if 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 Pine throws it on like you know on you know on or you know not not short like it's out of the end zone. So it was like short and late, but you know.
1: I mean, in fairness to him, you yeah. know, he he did get pressured,
0: and yeah. so he's
1: kind of on the run. I mean, it's like you know, it's it's not a great throw. I'm not trying well, to say it is. It's just. Was um, not, but hey,
0: it's the second time he threw one up like that to Lindsay that he caught a contested catch in the last two years. So, like, do it more. Braden yeah. Lindsay, not like what's amazing to me, to, or amazing to me about that catch, too, is like Lindsay has not been known for to be a receiver with great hands over the last few years. It's not like if you were to say, what are Braden Lindsay's strengths? Hands, probably not the top of the list based on, based on his games, right? But those are, like two, like, two of the best contested catch touchdowns Notre Dame's had over the... Well, one is by far the best contested catch touchdown Notre Dame's had over the last, you know, few years. And the other is pretty damn good, too, because he had... uh, what, what, Which of Cincy's great corners did he have on him? Did he have Kobe Bryant on him? Uh, Kobe him Bryant, yeah. Yeah, so he had a great corner on him in that Cincy game last year, too. So, it's just amazing. I don't know. Maybe he gets, like, special powers once he gets to the end zone. It's the only... Possible explanation I have. I think it's the only thing. The only yeah. thing we, 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 we can surmise. Um, all right. The third question from Oscar is of the yummy variety, and it says, "Boston runs on Dunkin'. What's your favorite donut? And it does not have to be a Dunkin' Donut
1: donut." I don't know that I've ever had a Dunkin' Donut donut. I mean, I said that's dumb. I, I'm I've certainly have. Um, I just don't remember it. Um, My favorite is usually a glazed buttermilk. Oh, all right. Usually, yeah.
0: That's pretty. That's a that that is a good one. I I, you know I don't have donuts that often. I would say I do probably have Dunkin' donuts fairly often when I do have them because I mean Dunkin' is everywhere on the East Coast. So a big fan of their old fashioned, very simple not too like super sweet, not covered in a whole lot of stuff. Um just simple. I like it. Um I also I am a big fan of apple cider donuts in general. Mm. Those are good. Those are real good. We we had the fam out to do some apple picking a few weeks back. A month ago maybe yeah, you know what? it was a month it was it was a month ago because it was a little guy's birthday weekend because um, some of my wife's family was still in town when we went. Um and we found this kind of amazing place. Uh, it was a far drive, but they had apple picking. They had their own wines. They made their own bourbons. They had drink stations all over. They had bands playing. I like my wife was like, we're going apple picking. I was like, okay, I'm going apple picking. I'm thinking <laughs> this is going to just be like I'm going to the middle of the forest and we're picking apples. We pull up, and there's just like wall-to-wall people. Like I said, there's bands playing. I was like, I am not prepared mentally for what is happening right now. I thought there was going to be like no people here, and it was just like wall-to-wall people. We had good beers. It was great, and they had amazing apple cider donuts. So apple cider donuts are pretty awesome. Highly recommend, especially in the fall. Um, there we go. What do we got next? We got next question. It's from Drew Brennan at Drew Brennan77. Uh, we tend to struggle against Navy. The midshipmen scored seven against Delaware, 13 against Memphis, and 10 against Air Force and Cincy. Does Notre Dame tend to get their best game of the year outside of Army? Statement move this game to once every four years or make it the first game of the year.
1: Um, Let's
0: take the first part. Does Notre Dame get Navy's best game every year other than Army?
1: I couldn't say. Yeah. I don't watch Navy. <laughs> I don't watch them play. Mm-hmm. Um, it does seem like I I do recall, um, you know, reading or kind of hearing about how Navy always kind of saves something for Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, in terms of probably like a little throwing wrinkle. the ball this year? Uh, it's just like always a little wrinkle that they do, you know, like a kind of like they switch up the blocking a little bit. And, um, and they gash and they can gash Notre dame with something. Like maybe that fullback trap, right? Is a oh, was like a newer, never before but, seen in the history of college football. Well, just but the if if the block if the blocking changes, that that can I mean yeah, that, that can really mess you up. So um, you know, it that there's that, but as far as like do they play their I don't know. Maybe maybe yeah. they played some other game that was much better. I don't know.
0: It, navy's hit and miss. It's like it's either what we got this weekend, down to the wire, or it's complete and total blowout, and there's no in between. It seems. Yeah. Very rarely, very rarely does do these games be or are these games, you know, <laughs> between like one and two possession type outcomes. It's always like a three plus possession win, or, or a three you know three score win or a less than, you know, one score win for Notre Dame, usually until maybe, yeah. maybe pulls it out. Um, uh, what is your thought though on, on Drew's prop- or, you know, proposal
1: here, move it to once every four years or make it the first game of the year. I think you- Jude's talked about this before. I think once every four is good. Like every recruiting class gets a Navy game. Yeah. I think that works. Um, it doesn't have to be every year. It's, to be honest, like it's it's to the point where it's lost the. It's something you have to do. It's a chore. Yeah, and there, there's, Navy, there's no why benefit. Would Navy, for Notre Dame? Why would Navy? Why would Navy want to be viewed that way as someone's chore, as someone's have to? You know what I mean? Like, well, I think it, it's it, all the it work for that. Yeah, but that, that's the point, though. It's like, what is Notre Dame like? What does Notre Dame get out of it in terms of like the tradition and all those things? Nothing. Like nothing. It's it's not that it doesn't have that same feel anymore. It's just not. It, it doesn't have the oh the tradition, like it, it's no. just like, oh, yeah. We got to play Navy now. We hate it. It's, yeah, you know, I, we don't like it. We just want to get the week over with. Like nobody gives like Notre Dame the, like why, for it why like that's it's so it's well that there's that piece too. But it's like kind of insulting, actually. It, it's it's like, in my opinion, it's almost more insulting to play the game begrudgingly than to say, hey, like we're gonna actually do something to like honor the game by playing it once every four, so that every recruiting class is play once. And yeah. it's like when you play, it's actually like a special thing instead of like, yeah, we played play Navy. No, yeah. we hate it. It's terrible. Yeah whatever we have to we have we have to no we have to go to see my we have to go see my uh we have to go see my uncle yeah i don't we have to go every year i hate it we're just gonna go and hang out for a little bit um you know my mom says we have to yeah it's not so we're gonna go do that and for the record i don't have an uncle like this i'm just making an example all right um Well, no, I, I, my family listens to this, right? So I don't okay. want them to think I'm speaking of anyone in particular. Uh, I'm just okay. saying, like, a lot of people I'm pretty people sure haven't... nobody in my family
0: listens to this. <laughs> I don't think
1: so. <laughs> no, so I'm just saying, like, but that's what it is. like. Oh, my yeah. wife
0: knows I come upstairs to the office, like, you know, once a week, sometimes It's like, twice yeah, a week. and then and you get like, your uncle's house,
1: house and you get your uncle's house. It's like, oh, thanks for coming over, guys. It's like, oh, yeah, sure.
0: I know it's sure. a chore, Greg. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ah. I think the, the, the thing that I think sums this up for Notre Dame the best is what you I can't remember what year it was. Maybe it was 15. It was when, 19, 19 when, when Navy was ranked and Notre Dame beat him and like fell in the polls.
1: Notre Dame was, they were ranked, I think they were ranked either 20 or 21 or something like that. Yeah. And they beat him like 56 to 24. It was like, no, oh, it doesn't count. Yeah. Doesn't it's matter. not a, it's not a good win. So,
0: Ugh. all right, next question. We got Clancy, the Notre Dame leprechaun. Says, did we need Brandon Joseph more than we thought against Navy? I, I, I mean, I already mentioned Bertrand. I think we meant we missed Bertrand way more. And the thing is, Joseph's never. Oh, well, actually, I don't know. I shouldn't say never. I don't. I don't know if Northwestern has faced the option while he was there, but he definitely his first year at Notre Dame. So he hasn't faced Navy um, and the option while at Notre Dame. Xavier Watts did last year, so like, even if Joseph was was a full go, I, I I think you would have still seen Watts
1: play a lot. Yeah, I don't, and and I don't, I don't think it would have made any difference. No, like Bertrand, I think would have. Yeah, um, that's a huge one. Yeah,
0: um, which I know not everybody wants to hear because yeah, you know, Bertrand's not the most popular amongst some of Notre Dame Twitter, but I mean, and I've probably. Said things, uh, you know, I think in the offseason, I was like, well, you know, actually, I think Bertrand wasn't the one that I, uh, it was Kaiser that I was like, maybe we should just like, you know, go with Marist, Prince, and uh, and Bertrand at linebacker. I remember that was my hot take in the, in the summer. Um, but we'll move on to the next question. And also, uh, this is from Clutch Sports Notre Dame. What can Notre Dame do to help Pine? Is there a way to coach Pine to see the short routes that are seemingly almost always open? Probably referencing some of like the bubble type things that you right, mentioned yeah. on the RPOs. Like, do you? And at this point, because they miss them so often, do you think? I'm mean, actually. I guess we we have seen him try on some of those though, and them get battered at the line as well.
1: Um. So, the, what can they do to help him? I. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. That's
0: what I put in the thing. Well, I mean, they got away from stuff that was working in the first half, right? I mean, like throw a screen.
1: That's for sure. They, they I, could, you have, could have done they that. Could, they definitely could have done that. I mean, I, I, I tweeted out like, "Hey, we stopped the free access. Like, go back to that." Yeah. And so then they did. They they threw a they threw one to Mayer and he got six, and then they ran for two and they ran for zero and then they punted. Like Pine
0: that. was seven for seven. On screens for 42 yards
1: yeah
0: which i mean and this is according to pff this doesn't include so i guess they didn't include uh, how do you not include the one to tyree as a screen i guess because it was more of a wheel
1: It just uh, back out of the backfield
0: yeah back all right so seven for seven 42 yards i mean it's only six yards per attempt but it's like you're, you're gonna blitz everybody every down. Just keep screening them to death until they're like, okay, well we can't do this because they're getting six, seven yards of pop on these screenplays So that's one thing that they could do that they got away from. That was working really well in the in the first half. Um, we got uh, at Joe Irish 13. Explain the collapse. I need answers. I mean, I think we we talked about the collapse a, a, a lot. So hopefully those gave you the answers, Joe. But anything to add? that you haven't mentioned about just the second half in general?
1: No, I think we've kind of gone over it.
0: Yeah, that we have. Unfortunately we have, because it was not the most enjoyable to watch. Um, we got Mike Spangler at, uh, what's that say? MJ Spanky says, should Blake groupie kick another field goal this year? I mean, he hasn't been great. Let's be honest. I mean, he's 10 of 15 on the season. Um, and they're not really calling upon him to make to take a lot of really difficult ones, so it's not great. Um, but I mean, I get my 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 take on that would be if they felt they had somebody who can make field goals at a better clip,
1: they would have them out there right now. <clears throat> yeah, no, I think they could still use them. I, I think I think anything, I think anything over forty though at this point is kind of like. Like the one that where he missed, they should have gone for that. Yeah, it was fourth and three or fourth and four. You should. Yeah. Like at this point, I think you should be going for that.
0: Yeah, you have a better chance of converting than you do the make. Um, yeah, anything over forty is a does not. This feels very like Jim Samson esque at this point. Um, it's when... not
1: Samson level, Samson level. Yeah, but it's it's, it's kind of like I didn't think he'd make it
0: from forty plus. It's close. Yeah,
1: I didn't think he was gonna make it. Yeah.
0: So. Which is unfortunate, (laughs) because we've gotten so used to, like, you know, we had Yoon and uh, Door, and it's like, Notre Dame's had some good kickers over the last few years. Um, So it's unfortunate that uh, it's a situation. uh, Well, the other
1: part, too, is like, see, the problem with Groupie is that he barely misses. Yeah. You know? Whereas Door, if he's going (laughs) to miss... He earns it. He's gonna miss. Like he's yeah. gonna like. Is it in the stadium? Even
0: possibly not.
1: Yeah. Like is it out of bounds for a touchback? Yeah. Like you know or like like is it a, like a, yeah, yeah like is it illegally out of bounds? Like did he like would it have been, you know, an illegal kickoff type situation? Yeah. Like yeah, he yeah. Would, you know he had some misses and then yeah. the makes were just piped. perfect. Yeah. So Wild. that's the thing about groupie that's frustrating. Is like it's almost like. You think, oh, it's going in. No, it's not. No. It's not. Whereas door, you knew right away. Like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Someone's going to get hurt. You know, like one of those things. You know what? I have
0: faith. I have faith that Brian Mason's going to figure that out for next year. Unless somebody hires him as a head
1: coach. Come on, Brian Mason. AD. NCAA uh, chancellor, president. Yes. Brian Mason unbelievable so good
0: um so um but yeah we'll see uh I, I think they can't feel more confident in their other options at this point otherwise they would use them which is I think the same thing a quarterback like if, the, if Notre Dame felt and gave them a better chance to win they would do it they would put them in um uh, but it's not the case so uh, all right, we got Kevin McFarland at Kev underscore Mo. Why is our offense the way it is? I think we touched on that. There's that's limitations um, that exist on this offense that is just going to be what we deal with for the next couple weeks. And you just got to hope that they fix it for next year. That's that's all I can say on it anymore. Um, Irish Ben 10 um, at uh, Whining Ben says, should Marist be starting? Maris has had some flashes this year, but he's also had some stretches that haven't been the best um, at times. But let's see what I'm loading up his. Oh, yeah, he did not. He did not grade well for PFF. He was the 15th ranked player on Notre Dame's defense. You know, the PFF grade of 57.3. It's not ideal. But he was on the field for sixty-seven snaps. He had the most snaps, so obviously the coaches still trust him. Yeah, he had the most snaps by fourteen. So obviously the coaches, coaching staff, still trust him. Um, that was his first time playing the option too, though, because he was hurt last year.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say, I would say, yeah. I mean yeah. He, you know, he, he's he's played better. In recent weeks. I mean, the Clemson game was unbelievable, right? Like, yeah. like like you said, first time playing the option. It's a weird team. And he's
0: also, um, I mean, he's an aggressive player who sometimes doesn't take the best of angles. So it's like, that's not a good recipe for success against a yeah. team like Navy. Um, so hopefully he's better for it next year. Um, and he just, like, just destroys them. That's, that's the hope. Um, Jack O'Sullivan here says, honestly... What do you think was said in the Notre Dame locker room at halftime?
1: At halftime? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. Probably the same stuff. Yeah. I mean,
0: whatever it was, whatever was said, probably didn't, it didn't quite sink in. So, um, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Uh, hopefully, look, the way, it, what I said in one of my postgame articles, well, my only postgame article, but, uh, was that. Freeman has proven he can get this team up for big games. He's done it. Every single big game, this team has been locked in and played well. Up to Saturday, he hadn't proven that he can get this team up and locked in to start a game against a bad team. He did that. But yeah. he, what now what he hasn't, now he's got to like, he's a head coach. He's just learning some of these things, you know, as he goes. Um, he's got to, you know learn how to keep that team engaged and keep their, uh, you know, their, uh, you know, foot to the pedal in a game, uh, in a game like that. So it doesn't get off the rails the way that it did. Uh, we got at John Schultz, did Greg see any opportunities where the bubble could have been used to our advantage?
1: Uh, bubble. Yeah. Bubbles. Um, you know, the RPOs, I think it was more of the RPO type stuff. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, pull it. Pull it and throw. You know? It's just you gotta get it out, man. You gotta get and it out. they tried
0: actually more of those quick hitters too early. They weren't really getting anything. Other than the yeah. one to Styles. Styles had a little bit of a burst on one, but they tried a couple of those and it wasn't really working that well. Yeah. Um, all right, we got Brian uh Young at Irish Red Leg says, I don't remember a game. And then in parentheses, shout out to Greg for the breakdown, where our weakness at quarterback was so obvious. Shouldn't we give the staff credit for winning in spite of terrible quarterback play? Uh, second unrelated question, favorite city to visit? NOLA is mine. Food, music, and culture are great. So let's go to the first part. Shouldn't we give the staff credit for winning in spite of the limitations?
1: Uh, Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. I think yes, and while also realizing there were things that they can still be doing to better uh, set the offense up for success at the same time. Tommy Reese uh, got away from, Tom, Tommy Reese got away from the good stuff that was working in the first half and I don't know what his mentality was coming into second half was he like, okay, we're up. let's work on some things or what did it, did he try to anticipate their adjustments and do poorly? It's not the first time Tommy Reese called a near-perfect half of football and then came out in the second half and threw a clunker. Um, First time it was this bad against an opponent this bad. But I guess the ball, you know, would like a word. (laughs) Notre Dame, Oklahoma State couldn't stop Notre Dame in the first half. And then all of a sudden, the second half, it's like Notre Dame Dame just couldn't score. Um, Yeah. So it's I don't know yeah is it Reese maybe like thinking like oh well everything worked so they're obviously going to do this to stop what we just did so now we're going to do this instead and it's just not working as well as what he planned I don't know um, but that that that's something that Reese needs to improve on
1: uh, in a hurry but I, like I think Annegron. it's it's, it's tough though because you know it. <laughs> The first play you call, you blow a, you blow a, you know, you blow an assignment, right? The back doesn't block the guy, and there's a sack. And then the second, the second drive, or whatever, like Pines not getting the ball out when he's supposed to, and then he the tip ball, right? And then the next drive after that, he has Mayer open for a touchdown, and, and the mm. ball doesn't get completed. Fair. Yeah. You know? And so that's tough, right? And then you have Lindsay on a one on one, Reese running by himself, and Mayer blows the block. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I don't know, like, did, did Reese not call the right plays? I mean, obviously, and the, 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 one of the things I said today on the morning after pod is if you're Reese, you know, let's say it's like, okay, I could go max protection here and get Lindsay a one on one that's probably going to be a touchdown for us has a very good chance of being a touchdown. I could do that with max protection, you know, one man route. And let's just single up Lindsay. Or I could do something where it's like I could take a free access throw. Mm -hmm. Right. And maybe you feel like both of those will work, but you only get to call one. Yeah. And so it's like, you know what? I want to be aggressive. I want to take the shot. Right. That's what we've kind of wanted. Right. Take Mm -hmm. more shots. Take more shots. They took the shot. They blew the they blew the blocking and it was a negative play. You know? yep. So I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes it's like you can only call one play that maybe when multiple will work. And if you don't if it doesn't hit, then it doesn't hit. And that's how you end up with 18 plays this and a half. 18 plays. Incredible. It's so bad.
0: Um all right. But let's end it. This is the last question. So let's, which which can end on a positive here, is Brian's second question was the unrelated favorite city to visit. His was NOLA. What
1: is your, what is your favorite city to visit? Um, Let's see. I mean, I've been to. I really enjoyed Seattle. I thought Seattle was great. Um, I loved New York City. Yeah. And Manhattan. I know a lot of people. It's kind of hit and miss. Um, but when, when I met my wife, when I started dating there, we, we started dating, she lived in, um, she lived in Manhattan and it was the best time. It was the best. And it, it kind of worked out cause she was, she had been living there for, a, for a while. So she kind of knew, you mm-hmm. know, it wasn't like a, oh, we're going to times square all the time. Like Whoa. she knew where to go and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and so that it was awesome. I loved I loved New York City. It's the best. It's really it's great. a great city.
0: Um, I say that as somebody who lived there for. Uh, I guess you could say I probably lived New York or like very near New York for 10 years um, before we moved to the burbs. But it is definitely you got to know where to go, because there's are some areas in New York that I would avoid at all costs. Times Square being one of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like hell on earth um it's not fun i i mean it's all tourists so i guess tourists like it but like uh i used to hate new york before i moved to the area because of Times square and i'm like why would i ever live here i don't get it Mm. and then a friend of mine moved to the east village in new york and had me visit and i was like literally that night was like yeah okay you guys hiring i'm ready and he was like what you hate new york i'm like no this is pretty cool this is amazing like there is no area in philly that is like this where you just like walk where it's just like bar 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 like after Mm -hmm. one after another and you're just like everything is open till four this is amazing um great great time um so i can't say that's my favorite to visit because i live there um also can't say philly because i live there so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna count that seattle is fun i like seattle too like you said um it's very, you know, great coffee, great beer, lots of flannel. Those are three things I really like. Um, <laughs> so I fit in well there. I feel like those are my people in that regard. But I would say, especially if we're talking, like, domestic, like, in the U.S., my favorite city to visit, my, I think, is probably Nashville. I really like Nashville. Um, music, food, like, it's just fun um even if you go off of uh wow, what's the broadway like i know broadway is wild um and like a little bit out of hand these days but like some of the bars off broadway were a lot of fun love nashville fried chicken um hattie b's is amazing uh so that nashville is probably up there other than that what else what else do i really like uh you know to visit That's probably the one city I would say like I've like actively seeked out um, on like different trips and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Nola, New Orleans is a fun city too. Um, Just because I've only been there one time, but had a great time um, at uh, in uh, in Nola. Boston's a nice. I kind of like Boston to visit, mainly because it's like smaller than the other big cities a little more low key. There is no area that is like wild and insane like some of the other cities, so I kind of appreciate that. Um, it's old, it's historic. Um, so that that makes it fun. I mean, I hate every single sports team there with all of my being though, so that makes it that makes it difficult. But those are all up there. Okay. Yeah, those are those those are all all fun cities to uh, you know to visit. And you know what? Portland's good too. Mainly because they have really good, really good beer scene. But I've never actually been there for non-work purposes. I've been there a bunch for work, never for not work. Oh, you know what else I would throw in there? I'd throw San Diego up there, actually. It's nice. It's nice. It's like every, I mean, maybe I've just been very lucky, but I feel like no matter when I go, it's perfect weather. Um. Same, same, same thing too. Where there's a bunch of good breweries and good beer in that in that uh, in that city. So I'd throw that one up there too. Okay. All right. Those are all those are all, all good questions. All uh, you know that uh, that I would uh, or uh, all good cities I would say. I uh, highly recommend them all. That's it for questions this week. That's good, good, good amount of questions. Good chatting, ah uh, man. Remember what I said after the Clemson one? I was like, "Can't all of these just be as good as this one?" And Notre Dame said no.
1: The
0: Notre answer Dame is said, no. Notre Dame said no. They, we can give you good things. We can give you nice things, but not every week. You can't. We can't trust you guys to have nice things every week because, um, you know, it's just like, you know, a month ago when the city of Philadelphia sports teams we're given like all the nice things. And like, they immediately were like, whoa, 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 not everything mm-hmm. good can go this city's way. You're going to lose the MLS, which I don't really watch ever at all. But I apparently, or uh, apparently the Philadelphia union lost the MLS cup or championship, mm. whatever it's called um, in some sort of excruciating way. It was the, pretty awful. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, a, oh, yeah. A, a, <laughs> a buddy of mine, I watch uh, Eagles and Phillies games with occasionally, like has been desperately trying to get me to care about the union. And every time he says something, I'm like, I, I don't know, man, what is a union? And he just gets real mad at me and is like, all right, shut up. Uh, but uh, yeah, apparently. Yeah. So I guess he wasn't lying when he said it was excruciating.
1: No, it uh, was awful. I mean, I, it's hard to, it's, I mean, it'd be like, I don't know. It's hard to describe in in, in football, but so they were up. In, so they're in overtime, right? So the yeah. way overtime works in, in soccer is, it's two 15 minute periods okay. uh, that are you have to play them. Okay. And so it, it's not like sudden death. Okay. So the union scored, I think in the f- either the first overtime period or the second, but they were into injury time, the eighth minute of the second, the eighth Whoa. minute of injury time of the second overtime. So like basically, a 120th minute plus eight, yeah, and they it was basically probably like the last kick of the game. They sent it in, and uh, Gareth Bale headed it in to tie, Ooh. and then so they were probably like one clearance away from winning, yeah, and then um, then they lost in PKs. Didn't Ooh, make any. PKs. That sucks. Not good.
0: Not good. Good. And then we lost the World Series that night. It was uh, not a good day for Philadelphia. It went from the <laughs> highest of highs to the lowest of lows. But we still got our birds, and hopefully, uh, hopefully the the birds keep winning. I would like that. But yeah, no, Notre Dame was like, nope, we uh, we're not gonna give you another fun podcast where everything is just uh, all sunshine and rainbows, and you guys have fun. But I still had fun. You know, it was, uh, and I think you can still have fun with this team if you don't uh, if you don't go into every game thinking you're going to see the number five team in the country play. Don't go in. Don't go into games with that mentality. Even if Notre Dame, let's say Notre Dame wins next week, let's say Notre Dame goes into USC I don't know, like 15th, 14th, something like that because of some upsets. Like don't even go in thinking like. I'm going to see a top 10 team play USC. Don't go in with that mentality. You won't get hurt. That's the the key to this season at this point. So, all right, everybody. Thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you for the questions. Thank you for the reviews, especially if you're going to leave reviews as thorough and as thoughtful as the one that we read tonight. We greatly appreciate those. Um, And like I said, we always appreciate the questions. And as always, go out.